Hey guys, how's it going? I am creating this podcast. It's called Requiem for a Ramon. My name is Julio Ramon. Welcome. I'm making this podcast so I can become a better person and just live a, live a better life. So, a little bit about myself. Um, I'm, an, I'm an actor model. I'm de- well. Let me let me start from the basics. I'm a Dominican-American, and I was born a little bit differently, raised a little differently. Um, I was recently diagnosed with psychosis and schizophrenia because I kept seeing things and hearing particular voices in my head. And a lot of it stems from a form of spirituality, I believe. I mean, I believe that. But a lot of other people don't. It's it's like two different worlds are trying to fight each other. The spiritual dimension and Western therapeutics where, you know, one side doesn't understand what the third eye chakra does and... one side just wants to put both of them together (laughs) I just don't know why we can't do that I'm begging for a doctor who understands both sides spiritual and western therapeutic sense of direction but that's who I am I'm an actor model I have a background in advertising and PR I currently work as a delivery uh, foot messenger for Amazon just found the job uh, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna like talk about me and like just hopefully it helps you along the way people who are suffering from mental illnesses or people who are suffering from social anxiety I know I suffered from social anxiety when I was a kid uh, I remember when I would go to the park and I I just wouldn't I, I it stemmed from my relationship with my father uh, which improved over time but I remember he forced me to play baseball when I didn't want to so he, he took me out and uh, I just felt like being forced to play sports is um, it, it tackles the mind in a particular way so I, every time I played sports in school or something, I would, I was like cognitively developed to not mess with sports just because people would make fun of me or, you know, sometimes I would get bullied, I always get picked last in gym. Um, so instead I went to the park to play Yu-Gi-Oh cards and it was, it was pretty cool, but uh, I would make friends with this really fat guy who was in high school and there was like a bunch of kids around him so he was like a I don't know he was kind of messed up in the head he always wanted Yu-Gi-Oh though he was really good he was really good at Yu-Gi-Oh but a few years later I, I uh, saw him in the street and I said hey Arthur how you doing and he's like my brother's dead uh, so I don't know something is up with him I hope he's doing alright I hope he's uh, 
recovering from whatever he's going through. But that's, uh, that, my, that was my childhood in a nutshell. Growing up, like going through junior high school and high school, uh, just playing sports was just, uh, it wasn't my thing. I, I, I didn't want to give it a shot. I, I didn't want to get made fun of. I didn't want to risk it. It was just, um, I didn't like getting yelled at. I didn't like getting yelled at for doing something wrong. I just wanted to have fun. I'm like, why is it an obligation? Why, why did, why do we have to score when we can fix our hips playing basketball? I don't know. Now, that's just my perspective. I like, I like doing things for fun. But anyway, I mean, you know, the, you know, also some sportsmanship and some competition. It doesn't hurt you. Now, like, you know, my perspective is a little different. But, um, you know, growing up, I got over all this stuff uh, by going to yoga. I, I went on Groupon, and that's when my life changed. Uh, yeah, I went on Groupon, and I went to this place called the Bhakti Center in the Lower East Side, and they had they had the, some of the greatest teachers there, like a lot of Eastern philosophy. Uh, Krishna Shrine is located inside of that building, and a lot of devotees, like Krishna devotees, they they stay there and they worship the god. Every day, they wake up at 5 in the morning. 5, I think before 5, like 4.30 in the morning. And I think they do this like three times a day. I'm not sure. Uh, But they devote themselves to life with Krishna. The the Indian god of, of peace, unity, and enjoyment. So uh, I went to one of those uh, kirtan sessions. Kirtan is when everybody gathers around and uh, they start chanting the Maha Mantra, which is uh, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. And we all get together and we chant and have some vegetarian food at the end. I felt welcome. I felt very welcomed. Because I, I, I didn't, I was never around a community of people who would uh, just accept me for who I was. And so I found it there first. Like, those are the roots of acceptance. So, yoga, will, yoga really helps, no matter what you're going through. After that, I just, I partook, well, oh, before I get into it, um, my social anxiety was pretty bad. I did I did yoga for social anxiety. Um, I would just um, I would cry. I, w- I would cry a lot. I would I would cry just being in certain places where I felt like I didn't belong. I remember I did that in a, a T-Mobile training, like a training program 
just for becoming a sales rep. I don't know. I, I just, I guess I didn't feel welcomed. I kept thinking of certain words and sometimes people in, in actual life would repeat some of the thoughts that I have. It's like, whoa, this is a, it's like someone's reading my mind or my vibe. So, you know, it's not that. Just stories I'm making up about people. And, you know, before you know it, I cried in front of my training, my trainer, telling her what happened. And, uh, you know, we had like a little graduation video. She put me last. I did, I did the same exact thing with my professor in college. I cried too because I left the classroom thinking people were like glaring at me. And I went to the auditorium and I cried. Beautiful auditorium. Um, I went back and she gave me a hug and told me everything's going to be alright. Then I started doing the yoga thing and then, you know, at the end of college I was studying advertising at PR so you have to be social. A lot of people there, full of character. Uh, so I started taking acting classes, and boy, did I become a freak of nature! I started doing interpretive dance. We started doing yoga in class. I met my second girlfriend there. It was uh, it was quite a doozy. Like the last few years of college, what parties and you know, it was great. Uh, but you know, just learning to be by yourself and learning to find who you are in the midst of that relationship wasn't ideal for me. I was, I was, you know, in the Latin term, pegao, estaba pegao, you know, I was, I was stuck, you know, it was a bit of a toxic relationship. I, I, I couldn't, it's like I couldn't leave too attached. And I started to realize slowly through the pandemic, coronavirus pandemic, that um, maybe I have a call in the sports and that this is something I should have explored after college when I, when I broke out of that anxiety phase. I feel like that's where it really should have gone. Uh, but it's all right, you know. We all make we all make mistakes. Um, but anyway, after college, I started pursuing acting like a madman. I started going to gigs. My music videos were my first thing. Um, I I'm talking to you to death with all this information. I hope this is helping. So like, you know, this is this is how I got over all my mental illness stuff. But, you know, it really wasn't the end there. Um, well, first of all, you know, if you're an actor, um, my, or model, my advice is to use the fundamentals that they teach you in advertising and public relations. You know, make make a make your promote yourself it's all about promotion if you can't promote yourself then you're at least apply your talents people will see you 
I think talent is the most important because you could promote yourself all you'd like, but by the end of the day, you, you gotta have it. And if you don't, it's all right. You could develop it. And just believe in yourself. Have faith. Because if you don't have faith, life is going to show you to keep your faith. I remember one time, um, I, I lacked faith in something. In my acting career, I lacked so much faith. And I told myself, Julio, forget about acting, modeling, and copywriting. Who do you really want to be? I asked myself this after trying to apply for several jobs. Even I even tried applying for the celebrity, to work with a celebrity photographer. And, you know, I gave him my card. And, you know, I thought he was going to get back to me, but he was too busy. But, you know, things were going down south for me. I asked myself, Julio, who do you really want to be? And I, I told myself, you know, I want to be a billionaire. Then I said, scratch that. I am a billionaire. So I told myself I'm a billionaire for about two weeks straight as an acting exercise. And I pretty much cracked after that. I was like, you know, what do we do? I spoke billionese for God's sake. I'm a billionaire. Yeah, I'm a billionaire. I'm a billionaire. What do billionaires do? We do real estate. So I, uh, I smoked some pot and I went to a real estate office. I, I bought my classes. I told someone that story, an HR representative, and he wanted to hire me down at LG Fairmont. It was, uh, and, oh my God, and, and the best part about this was when all this stuff was happening, on the fifth day, of my classes coming back I saw the celebrity photographer in the train station and I'm like Ez yeah I remember you he said what are you doing here I said he's like my studio's around the corner so I get out of town and we started talking and I eventually met up with him in his penthouse the next day Started talking more. I didn't quite know if I could work with him, but you know, I you know, I just kept my, you know, just out of respect, I just kept my silence. And it was his birthday on Facebook, and I'm thinking, oh, you know, in PR, you should keep up with people with holidays if you want to stay in touch with them. So I said, ah, happy birthday. What are you up to today? He's like, party. And I asked him if I could come. He gave me, he slapped an invitation to the messenger. I came and it was really nice. There was a woman though. And she was furious. A lot of, you know, the night wasn't going her way. I don't want to say what exactly went wrong. But, you know, this woman was, uh, she she was very nice and things just weren't going her way. Two things were just messing up her night. And I, uh, I offered her some weed, and uh, she basically, you know, she said, thank you so much. She was, she was crying, too. I walked her back, and 
there was uh, a bunch of friends I made. They were going to go to this, this this house party. And I really wanted to go. I haven't partied like that. But this person was talking to me. And I didn't want to neglect someone who was emotional. So I did, you know, I did what I had to do. I listened. And, you know, I lost the people in front of me. I lost the, the, the group of people. And before you know it, I met her the next day and I found out the woman who was crying, the woman I lit up, was the person I emailed initially to work at the celebrity photographer's studio. And guess what? She got me the job. So at that point, I wasn't doing real estate. I was working with a celebrity photographer. And boy, my life was different at that time. Very different. A little frustrating because I I, I just wish someone would sympathize with me a little bit more. But I found people. I found a lot of different connections. I, I met so many different people. But I got in trouble one day. And uh, I, I did something I wasn't supposed to do. I'm, I'm you know, I'm so hard-headed. They told me not to do, uh, not to go uh, back into the studio. Because, like, clients and stuff like that. But you know me, I'm, I'm, you know, I like to be a, an underdog. <laughs> Think you know what? No. You know anything is possible. They don't know that. They don't know their clients. I represent the studio. I want to be a, a business guy and talk to everybody. You know. I don't know. I don't really care about people's opinions about me, so I just. I just thought, what if I just did this for this company, connected them with this other company, because I was doing philanthropy for Fashion Week Brooklyn too. I wanted to connect people with other people, but I didn't do it the right way, and uh, it, it ended up being a sham. And uh, so I got kicked out of the studio. And right after that, coronavirus hit. It's like, gee, what a coincidence. I don't know. I don't believe in coincidences, but sometimes you gotta be logical. I don't know. What What are your thoughts on that? Well, shit. It's been uh, 19 minutes. I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh, I'm kind of new to the program I'm using. I'm using Anchor. So, uh, hopefully you guys had, uh, a good listen through. This is, this is my story so far, so. Yeah. Oh, man, there's a whole lot more. Anyway. I hope you guys had a good listen and, uh, you know, I'm going to go to bed since I made this at night. So, uh, tune in.
tune in for some more and uh, and have a cup of tea once in a while. This is Julio Ramon with Requiem for a Ramon. Take care. God bless.